just listening to that intro, I was kind of thinking maybe I should sit on that yell, that anguished yell. Should I get Sam Kinison's anguished yell? Because he was the best. Sam was the best. And you sort of heard that anguished yell coming out of the Senate yesterday, but we'll get to that in just a second. The GS Plumbing Talk Line, one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I'm trying to get my mic to stay up just where I want it to go, and it's just not doing it. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. The podcast, in addition to Lock and Load and Gun Owners News Hour, is now exclusively, exclusively on the free Odyssey app. Any, any of you that have been listening all this time, if you're looking for Gun Owners News Hour, it is now exclusive to Odyssey, as is Lock and Load. Oh, so I got that going for me. That There was an anguished yell coming out of... Uh, the Senate. And, and and this is the thing. I, I knew this was going to sort of happen at, at, at some moment. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, so yesterday I got a call from Never Trumper. Who The problem with Never Trumper is Never Trumper never researches. And when he called about Tuberville, see, all Tuberville was doing was saying no to unanimous consent. And the point that you were trying to make never Trumpers, that they should change the rule to where Tuberville couldn't say that no more because that, that should be allowed to happen. But unanimous consent means we suspend the rules. So you and Tuberville, you were actually on the same page. Chuck Schumer could have always called for a vote on this. He could have always done this. This was being made into a campaign issue. What Tuberville did was he refused to say, oh, look, here's a block of 90 people. Let's promote them all with no scrutiny whatsoever. Just because. Now, instead of doing that, now it has to be brought to a vote. And he did it because the military, he did it as part of a protest. That's why we elect these yahoos to go into office, to get in there and, and to actually vote for what their constituents want. And Tuberville's constituents probably didn't want to see the military funding abortions. So I did that. This was a violation of the Hyde Amendment, which is another rule that he was upholding. Earlier this year, Biden, who only he doesn't even he doesn't even think the Constitution or any of the laws or anything. He doesn't even think of those as guidelines. That's just something. You know, I'm the man, I'll go with the way I want to go. So Biden approved a policy to provide funding to female service members seeking abortions, which means they're no longer combat ready. And he stood up for his principles by refusing to consent to consider all military promotions as a block. Which in a meritocracy, you don't do it in block. His move didn't prevent Congress from approving anything. Instead, this required Schumer, the majority leader, to bring up each promotion in and of itself to be considered. And that, that by the way, is called regular order. And unanimous consent implies suspending the rules. So this means the media and the Democrats, which is basically the same thing, and you, never Trumper, for whatever reason, uh, they were, you know, while you were insisting that Tuberville was endangering U.S. national security by not letting Biden promote all of these people in mass, uh, 
and it was a Republican thing, and the Republicans are instructing and this, that, and all. That, that was always nonsense because Schumer always had the option to follow the rules. Unanimous consent may be common in some circumstances, but regular order is regular order. And so Schumer chose to do this. And there are three important military promotions he wants pushed through. No matter how much here the media were bullying Tuberville, he wouldn't relent. Which is what all of these Republicans should be doing. They should get out there, stake a position, and hold it. And then what this does when, when the Democrats... See, what they're trying to do, the Democrats are trying to create cover political cover and uh, by saying well the Republicans voted for this too and by everybody going on the record you know as unanimous consenting then we all sit back and grab and say so and so didn't do his job and so and so didn't and then we get upset with our representatives and our senators and then we don't vote for him we don't even go vote and then guess who's in charge again the Democrats I, I find it amusing when some people fall for these uh little psyops that are out there. And we get this. Tuberville has been blocking all military confirmation since February over a Pentagon policy that reimburses service members for out-of-state travel to access abortions. This held up 300 military nominees currently stuck in the Senate creating what some Pentagon and Biden administration officials as well as the congressional Democrats. They call this a national security crisis. These are all, you know, flag officers we're talking about. These all have stars. Maybe a couple of full birds thrown in there. But uh, in the Pentagon, full bird colonels are the guys getting the coffee. Lieutenant colonels get the donuts. Brigadier generals, I guess they might be drivers. I, you know, the Pentagon is, is nearly as elite as anything out there on this planet. Now, Tuberville simply got out there and said, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to, I, I, I will not let this happen, which is what he was elected to do. So for any out there that were saying, well, why, why would this, uh, why would this, uh, why would this be this way? I mean, uh, we, we shouldn't have it this way. Well, this is what a republic looks like. Because Schumer's always had the option to sidestep Tuberville by moving them individually. But, he said that if he did this, this would politicize the military and play into Tuberville's hand. And so this has been going on for the last eight months. So the only reason there has been no promotions at this particular moment is because Schumer was waiting on Tuberville to blink. And Tuberville did not blink. You know, when you insert abortion politics into military matters. Well, according to Schumer, that's not politicizing the military. But following the rules of the, of the Senate is. And this is how they actually think on the Democrat side. Voting as the rules require, that's too political. And Tuberville didn't win. But what he did do was he emasculated Schumer by stripping him of a talking point of that whole national security argument. He's always had that option. It's always been there from day one. And he was the one that chose not to do it. And if national security were really at risk, <laughs> him and the Democrats, they were the ones risking it. So on the Republican side, uh, you know, the Republicans should reject some of Biden's choices, like 
We get this on off of uh, Twitter. Chuck Schumer just filed cloture on Air Force General Charles Q. Brown Jr. to become the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. As Chief of Staff, he had put DEI at the center of the Air Force. Okay. That's one we don't need. DEI has nothing to do with the military. You want to know what the military does? The military trains to, and then when sent out, executes a mission of blowing things up, killing people, and destroying stuff. And they should be doing it in the worst possible way to where everybody out there that's watching this happen while they're in that shock and awe moment go, wow, war really is hell. So Republicans, stop being so risk averse. Performance will get you reelected. I know you love being a senator and all this stuff. Republicans were never going to be anything but enemies to the mainstream media. And they see their life's mission to destroy you. And uh, the only smart thing to do under these circumstances is to ignore the noise, like a military guy would as he's going in on his mission. He's not worried about the periphery, unless it's trying to get him, and then he's picking that off too. And then he gets down to the business of doing the right thing, and he executes the mission, and it is a great thing. Anyway. The president has decided to gaslight a little bit, so he's come up with an office, a new office, a new bureau, bureau, if you will, to curb gun violence. I wonder how that's going to work. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, let's turn on the vernacular subterfuge because we're going to use words to confuse you. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And I do three radio shows, and all of them are available to you exclusively now on the free Odyssey app. Straight Talk, Lock and Load, Gun Owners News Hour, all there for you. In the leftist lexicon, there's this this phrase called gun violence, which is not really a phrase. There's only violence. Just like there's no such thing as, uh, you know, crowbar violence, knife violence. Getting out there and trying to, uh, you know, put out the tool as, as the cause of the issue is, uh, you know, crowbars don't cause crime, do they? No. But this is a code for them, because if they think that you believe that guns are violent, then, then you would want gun control. So right now there's a report that the White House is going to create an office that will focus on preventing gun violence, which is an impossibility, and especially where the gun violence is so prevalent, right? where the so-called gun violence is so prevalent. You know, the White House's policies, they all encourage violence of all kinds, and the only avenue left to the White House to curb this violence is to come after you, you know. And this is, uh, you know, I kind of think maybe this has something to do with what old Lujan Grisham tried to do in New Mexico. Because 
See, that was really extreme. They'll point to that and say, that was never the way to go. Our way is going to be the way to go. Now, there's anywhere in D.C., you've got all kinds of White House people and Congress critters and various groups dedicated to ending gun violence, quote-unquote. And uh, they're very excited about this office, and they're silent about anything concrete that they're actually going to do. If you want to stop some of these some of these events that occur, then you're going to have to go to the inner city into the gangland and start rooting out all of the drugs because 82% of this stuff is happening due to drug deals gone bad or due just to drugs, period. It mentions failed initiatives to limit gun rights but says nothing else that might curb actual violence. The one thing that would curb actual violence is if you made it so expensive physically to the people that want to be violent, that that would be a deterrent to them to do the violence. The violence. But when you get out there, if you actually mention to this to somebody, you're going to get a bunch of thunderous silence. And we get hit. Uh, get this, and I don't. Where are we getting this from? Who said this? Who said this? Don't know. Anyway, the White House will announce this week that it is creating an office of gun violence prevention to focus on efforts to curb gun violence. Two sources familiar confirmed to the Hill. Gun violence prevention advocates and Democratic lawmakers, which are the two the same thing, they've been pushing the White House to establish a designated office solely focused on gun violence. March for Our Lives, was, which was created following the Parkland school shooting in 2019, has been making the push for an office. And Community Justice Action Fund, the largest black and survivor-led advocacy group, has been consistently demanding it too. Biden will announce a new office at a Friday event at the White House. Uh, Greg Jackson, the executive director, uh, director of Community Justice Action Fund, is expected to attend the event. Yeah, put that on your calendars. Um, as well as Rob Wilcox, the Senior Director for Federal uh, Government Affairs at Every Town for Gun Safety. The White House has pushed its limits in terms of executive powers to curb gun violence. In its latest move, administration officials are eyeing a Justice Department-led expansion of background checks for gun purchases. Well, first of all, that's not constitutional. You can't make no law. You can't make it. I don't care what the bipartisan community safers you know, reduction or whatever it is. I don't care what it says. That's not in it. If I were trying to end, quote, gun violence, I would not make it more difficult for a law-abiding person to have a gun because normally when one of those guys are present, they prevent gun violence by stopping it. Instead, I would make all the targets that criminals seem to love, I'd make those hard targets. I'd make it hard for them to commit a crime. And I would maybe get out there and say, you know, we used to have a set of values. We used to have respect for life. Having those things means you don't have violence. Kind of like America was before the 1960s, a time when gun ownership was common and random, quote, gun violence, end quote, significantly lower. And here's some other suggestions for you there, Grope. Uh, stop having a revolving door justice system that sees criminals constantly back in the streets before the ink has dried on the report. Enforce existing gun laws against actual criminals. Encourage fatherhood. Discourage abortion. Encourage the Judeo-Christian faith, not as run through leftism, but as built around the anti-murder values of the Noahide laws and the you know Ten Commandments. Uh, close the border. Close the border. Close the border. That's, you know, three, three separate items. Teach gun safety in schools. When I was at the American Legion last night, they were talking about, I, uh, I 
can't remember the school, but at a school, the JROTC has something something going on with air rifles, which is, they're air rifles, and I, I know that there's a few reasons why they're air rifles and not actual weapons, but uh, it, it is a way to learn the basic, you know, basic arms handling and all this other stuff, but also the pushback they get from having air rifles in a school. If it was up to me, at every school in Greenville County, on every hallway, there would be two teachers armed on every hallway, a la the FASTER program out of Ohio, where you got two teachers per hallway. They set up, they have communications. So when you have an Audrey Hale type shooter that breaches, you guys know it, and you set up, a, you know, a murder funnel for them to come down. And I hate to tell you this, but when a rampage killer is in that fifth stage, all you can do, you can't talk to them. You can't, uh, you can't dissuade them. You can't reason with them. All you can do is stop them. It's very sad. But it's sadder when we have children who go to school and we're actively not do actively, actively. This is taking thought. The, the, reason, the reasons given for arming have nothing to do with actual fact. The best thing we could have in every school, for example, is to have a school resource officer or two and have armed teachers. And, uh, you know, given everything that's going on in school today, I, when I say that, sometimes I sort of internally grimace as I think about that. But by the same, you know, in, in fatherhood, what about fatherhood? Why? Why do they discourage fatherhood? Because that means a higher poverty rate and more dependence on government, of course. So I just answered my own question. And the open border. They're looking, you know, all of these military age men coming across. Okay. We'll see where that goes. I'm sure we're going to pay for that later. Right now, schools exist to teach DEI, CRT, LGBTQ+, EIEIO. It's turning us into a paranoid tribal nation. We need to be a law-abiding nation with values. He's also, Joe Biden has also got a new thing coming out called the Climate Corps as well. <laughs> we'll take a casual glimpse at that one. Full of, you know, there's just not enough bureaucracy in the, in the American government, I guess. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, <clears throat> we're going to make a lateral move on this one because this one is just too tasty to go with. Go without. I saw this earlier, and I meant to insert this in here, and I didn't do it. So uh, the GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. I am sure. Well, let's push the buttons. I'm streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. If that's your cup of tea, and podcast, all everything I do is available on the free Odyssey app. There's this company called Ant Flow, as in Auntie, A-U-N-T, Flow, F-L-O-W. And uh, they are an advocacy group. They make products. They make dispensers for feminine hygiene products. 
And in addition to that, they advocate. And when you look at their little picture of their advocacy, they have a bunch of young women standing on a on some steps, and they're they they've got you know they've got their feminine hygiene products in their hands, and they're wearing a mask. Which I hate to tell you this, but one of the things that masks do is they steal your individuality. In in addition to you breathing everything you just exhale, and they save you from nothing. But they do mean that I don't know what you look like. So, you know, your, your advocacy goes sort of on, you know, becomes anonymous. Now, in Clemson, there's this place, I think it's called the Cooper Library. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Cooper Library. They had in five restrooms, uh, five men's rooms, <laughs> in five men's rooms at Cooper Library in Clemson, they had five of the Ant Flow dispensers. I remember seeing a movie one time where a guy accidentally went into the men, the ladies' room. He's like, when did they start putting candy dispensers in the men's room? Yeah. Now, this is supposedly in the name of equality. So, in the men's room, we're going to have feminine hygiene products for feminine issues because these are feminine issues. Women have these issues. Men don't have these issues. There's no such thing as a trans man. A man, a trans man is not a real man. Trans woman is not a real woman. If I go, if I, you know, a trans woman going into a ladies restroom doesn't need feminine hygiene products. The trans woman going into the men's room, which is really, really should be going in the first place, still doesn't need feminine hygiene products. This whole thing about equality, striving to get equality and doing this superficial stupidity. Uh, and these guys are, they, you, you go to the website, if you go to check out Ant Flow, look how well they're funded. Look how well they're funded. And I, I, you know, I don't know what's next from this point on. I mean, you know, are we going to start seeing... We're going to start seeing these things like in the middle of the mall where the kids play with the parents take a break and they run around and jump in the balls and climb the things and everything. Oh, look, over there's an ant flow dispenser for the little boys. Well, for the ones that, you know, yeah. Now, I myself am not seeking that kind of equality because I already have the deck, the deck stacked against me just because I'm a male. I'm expected to be the one that uh, builds things, and I'm expected to be the one that blows things up, and I'm expected to be the one that gets hurt and defends things and, and does a lot of things that are uniquely man-type things. I have worked with women in the past that could do some of that stuff to a degree, but in a moment where a, a serious press is put on them, they can't hold a candle. And I've never thought there was anything wrong with that, but that's always been a thing. Now we have these guys, and I, I see this uh, on September 17, 2023, South Carolina State Representative April Cromer uh, informed the Clemson College Republicans that someone had sent her a post made on X about this particular dispenser. The dispensers were not authorized to be placed there by Clemson libraries and were promptly removed. Now, this is just like the, uh, and you know, <laughs> so somebody probably posted on the social media, we've installed the flow dispensers in the Clemson Cooper Library. 
That'll show the fascists. That just kills me. That just kills me. It's life of Brian all over again. Getting out there and doing something stupid and futile that means nothing, changes nothing, and is temporary at best. This is the same kind of nonsense we see with the Just Stop Oil guys where they glue their hand to the ground. And if they do it really well, they lose their hand. Where they throw soup at a work of art. Where they throw dye into the fountains. You're not changing anything. Me walking into a men's room and seeing a dispenser there, you know, the first thing I'm going to look for is, are there urinals over there too? Oh, well, obviously somebody's having a good time with this. And then I ignore the dispenser. Because there's, you know, not a whole lot of uses for a men's room other than certain things. And unless, you know, I don't know about you guys, but normally I don't loiter in one. I go in and I go out. And I'm, I'm not sick. Of, I, <laughs> I've never looked at the men's room as a means of political advocacy. And we got these guys. This, you know. So, and Clemson claims no responsibility, no knowledge and no responsibility for this. Now that may, that may very well be, you know, I don't uh I don't drive around in Clemson a lot. When I go get my back cracked in Columbia, I have to drive through uh University of South Carolina. During the weekend, there's just not a lot going on there. I don't know what the kids in school do when they're in school during the weekend, but they're they're not milling about and everything, and I could just see some clandestine ant flow spec ops team that specializes in in uh, installing the ant flow dispenser machines, you know, doing it under dark of night, getting in there, walking out, and you know, having a drink afterwards for a job well done. I just can see that. I, I yeah, I believe that's fully what's happening. So one of two things is going on here, and I I may pursue this, I may not. <laughs> Because this is so superficial. But one of two things is going on. Clemson's lying and they knew about it and they authorized it. Or they they didn't authorize it and this got done at probably a fair amount of money because I don't know how much these things cost, but they don't look free. And installing them means somebody has to have enough knowledge of using tools and everything to actually make them stick there on the wall. They weren't leaning against the wall on the floor or anything. These were installed. The only thing, good thing about it is with the ant flow dispensers, everything is free. You get them all gratis. Congratulations. I can just see me and my friend going in the men's room. Hey, Freddy, do you want one of those over there? What are they? I don't know. Let's get one because they're free anyway. Now, I will tell you this. If you're looking to augment your trauma kit, some of the, some of the women's uh, hygiene products are very good at uh, wound, at wound treatment. But you know why. We'll see how this develops. Pay attention to the superficial nonsense because it just tells you how desperate they're getting. We'll go back to the Climate Corps right now in just a minute. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. 
The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I am currently streaming live on the WORD Facebook page about your cup of tea and everything I do, literally everything I do, lock and load, gun owners news hour, and straight talk, all exclusively available to you on the free Odyssey app. And you should go there and, and get those things because every time I get a download, an angel gets its wings. Go on to the text line just because this makes me reminisce. I got this. Uh, trans man is not a man. It's a woman. A trans woman is not a woman. It's a man. Bravo, Bill. Keep up the good fight. Zoo. <laughs> this is a guy who obviously was in 152 Mech Infantry in Bamberg, Germany. And I was in 154 Mech Infantry. We had two Mech Infantry battalions on this post in the 3rd Brigade. And as hard as 154 was, as hard as we were, I always hated playing murder ball against 152 because it was like being in a controlled plane crash. I mean, those boys were, we were hard, they were berserk. Zoo, dude, zoo. The Climate Corps, here comes the American Climate Corps. He got out there, to the, he spoke to the United Nations. This is his people. These are his people. And he emphasized the urgent need to brandish the government against the little guy who fails to reduce his dependence on crude oil, which, you know, okay, fine. I'll quit, burn, I'll, I'll quit burning crude oil. I'm going to start stealing electricity from here on out. <laughs> and we get this announcement. President Biden is announcing a new initiative to train young people in high-demand skills for jobs in the clean energy economy. The American Climate Corps will put a new generation of Americans to work, conserving our lands and waters, bolstering community resilience, advancing environmental justice, whatever the hell that is, deploying clean energy, whatever that means, implementing energy-efficient technologies, and tackling climate change. Well, that's a bunch of word salad. It doesn't mean nothing. American Climate Corps members will gain the skills necessary to access good-paying jobs that are aligned with high-quality employment opportunities after they complete their pay training or service program. Stupendous. They'll all be wearing a mal suit. More socialism. Newsmax. They got out this and said, The Climate Corps had been proposed in early versions of the sweeping climate law approved last year but was jettisoned among strong opposition from Republicans and concerns about cost. But they never gave up on the plan and pushed Biden in recent weeks to issue an executive order authorizing what the White House now calls the American Climate Corps, modeled after the Civilian Conservation Corps created in the 1930s by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a, new, a Democrat as part of the New Deal. That came after the Great Crash, the Great Depression, Hat tip to the Federal Reserve and big government on that one. And uh, it was a solution to the illiterate fiscal and socialist economic policies that precipitated those disasters. Now, Joe Biden, though, because in Joe's world, everything is okay and everything can be done. All we got to do is throw a bunch of money at it, and it doesn't matter if it's legal or constitutional or not. I'm just going to do it. We get this. The White House declined to say how much the program will cost or how it will be paid for, but Democrats proposed $10 billion for the Climate Corps in the Climate Bill before the provision was removed. So I guess now we've got to go find $10 more billion somewhere. It's just, you know, it's, it's like the classified documents. It's probably in the corner at Joe's, uh, you know, right behind the Corvette. Now, I'm sure it's going to exceed that $10 billion because, you know, 
And you know what? It really doesn't matter to them because they're not paying for it. You and I are going to pay for it. But I get out there. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you look at these things and you see these things that they propose and all this other stuff. This is going to do nothing. If you want to save the environment, go plant some trees. Start the tree core. Go out and plant trees. Go out and plant greenery. Allow for green spaces. You know, downtown Greenville is a beautiful example of that. The thing I love about walking down Main Street is it's shady. And it has some trees on it. It's very picturesque, but it also has function in addition to the form. And uh, they could be doing that right now. They could be doing all these things right now. But they're not. They're not. Instead... They're going to tackle environmental justice. Like, like I, and I, what is that? What is in? What is environmental justice? And what's the qualification to be in the climate corps? Somebody on the text line says it sounds like Captain Planet. Yeah, it does. And yeah, this is this is going to be. I guess the soy boys are going to be doing it. They'll probably have some ant flow dispensers in their men's room at the climate corps. Because I'm sure they will be happy to employ the trans men. <laughs> Here you go, trans man. Go swing that axe. Don't kill yourself with it now, okay? But two hands. Two hands. Don't swing towards yourself. Swing away. The soy boys and the transgenders. But don't worry, because Aunt Flo will be there. Going to talk about the... Uh, the biggest idiot I've ever seen in my life, and he's right now in charge of a combat operation. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.